maybe there's something there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's definitely something there. Yeah. We need the kitten podcast show or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's just me and Cynthia Hernandez chatting it up on Podcast Junkies, episode four. And we're back with oh-so-pinteresting's oh-so-interesting Cynthia Sanchez. She talks about being a fan at New Media Expo in NYC, her first one, and what gave her the start in podcasting. She also explains exactly just what a podcast purse is. It's as interesting as it sounds. She's even been to Pinterest's headquarters, and uh, she talks about all the benefits of Pinterest, and including a couple of challenges that we uh, dive into at the at the uh, towards the second half of the of the of the interview. So Cynthia is very gracious, very charming, and I hope you enjoy the show as much as I do. My guest today is Cynthia Sanchez. In February of 2012, Cynthia launched Oso oh Pinteresting, which is focused on implementing social media and Pinterest solutions for businesses. As a former radiation oncology nurse, she found herself leaving her job to work on the site full-time in September of that same year. She really enjoys teaching and helping people find solutions, which most likely comes from her time as a registered nurse and as the mother of two sets of twins. Since February of 2013, she's also added podcasting to her content creation mix. Cynthia, welcome to Podcast Junkies. Hi, Harry. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was uh, interesting because uh, we were chatting a little bit uh, that I'd, I'd come across you because of obviously you're, 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 you've become one of the experts in the Pinterest area. And I guess that was born out of your, your initial love for the tool itself and the fact that you were using it. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about how, how you got started? Give the, the, the quick overview, how you found yourself here? Sure, sure. It was actually because of a podcast. Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interestingly enough. Yeah, right? interestingly enough. Um, I you know, kind of came across a podcast that kind of opened my eyes to the possibility of having an online business and starting off with a blog. It's like, the heck my daughter has a blog what do you mean um and you know my daughter had a blog and I had just jumped on a Pinterest and it had kind of taken over my world and I was discovering all of these new blogs and all of these new types of content out there um I said well let me give it a try let me figure out you know how to blog and how to do all the technical side of things and then maybe I'll come up with a good business idea down the road um but let's start this for fun and and let's figure it out well i kind of get a little ocd with things and really jump right in as soon as you know hearing all these things well you have to blog three times a week and you have to do this and you have to do that you know i was it just kind of took you know learning how to blog took over my world and i really took it seriously but i was having a great time with it um and i was just blogging about pinterest about the things that i was discovering on pinterest what the projects i was doing projects that other people were doing because working full-time having the kids and then coming home making a recipe shooting the pictures, writing up the blog post, you know, doing that three times a week was just getting to be too much. Um, so then I decided to start interviewing people and that's kind of where the interviews started, um, about things that they were doing and writing about 
that they had found on Pinterest. You know, I really saw that Pinterest was kind of taking over people's lives in a sense. I knew it had mine. In, in, in a good way, right? In a good way. In a good way, yes. You know, I was eating better. I was, you know, shopping, virtually shopping more through pinning things on Pinterest instead of going to the mall and actually swiping that credit card. Sometimes, but sometimes I would see something amazing and I'd have to just go swipe that credit card. But, um, <laughs> you know. You just- you just had to. You just have to. You just have to when you find that perfect something or other. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of where it all started. Um, and a, a local business owner found my business card. And the only reason I had a business card was because I was going to New Media Expo to learn more about blogging and turning this thing in, or something into a business, you know, online. And I just, you know, my intent with the business card was just to get a few more readers. You know, I, you know my, my reader numbers were just like, you know, next to nothing back Inching then. along. Yeah. And, um so I thought that's that's what, you know why I needed to go to New Media Expo, had the business cards made, and happened to leave one at a local hair salon where I, I wrote about Pinterest helping me with my newest hairstyle, and um, they gave me a call and they were my first clients. So yeah, that's interesting because my first New Media Expo was this past January. Oh, uh huh. And and that's where I had been there for a, a mobile app that I'm working on that I was looking to per, to just get more information about how to expand my social reach with that. Um, endeavor nice but but as things tend to, to happen in new media expo <laughs> you you get sucked into this world of like <laughs> things you didn't even know uh, you could start as a new venture and this idea was born because um, i heard um, chris murphy introduce cliff ravenscraft before his talk mm. and he talked about how he was really passionate about podcasts and i was like well it's a bit meta but i'm gonna do a podcast about the actual medium of podcasting and and try to get folks talking about um, how podcasting is influenced them and how how they're using it in in their business right now. So it's changed uh, my life. You know, if I I had never picked up my iPhone that day and found that podcast, I wouldn't be sitting right here right now. I'd be at, you know, the clinic working away, you know, (laughs) and and it's and it's in a different type of genre, because when you're sitting there blogging, um, you probably you can take some time to write your thoughts. You can do a lot of edits uh, but unless you want to keep editing uh, audio or, or video, uh, a lot of times when you do the podcast, it usually have one take in it and it's a bit more free flowing in nature. Yeah, yeah. It's much more laid back, relaxed, not quite as, for a lot of people, not quite as polished, I guess. Yeah. And, and I think that's good. I think it's it's just a little bit more, I hate to use this word organic, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just, it just, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what people like about it. I, I mean, and from what I've heard, I, I, you were on the Defining Success podcast with uh, Zeb Wellborn. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that you and your family were already into podcasts. Mm-hmm. Before, and uh, I think uh, the term you used was science geeky podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's us. <laughs> what were some of the shows you were listening to uh, back then? Um, Radio Lab is one that Radio the whole Lab. family loves. You know, okay. it kind of takes a look at uh, there's oh there's one that stands out in my mind right now but I can't talk about it because it's just a little too too sciencey and a little too gross for this early in the morning but uh, you know they all just loved it and you know so you know it's all it's just a science based thing but it makes it really really fun um, and it was you know podcasts were the one thing that my entire family and I have you know four kids and getting four kids to agree on one thing is really yeah. a tough thing to do yeah. um, but they would all sit there and listen to different podcasts with us you know more you know more the storytelling type of things like this American Life or Radio Lab yeah. um, depending on the episode sometimes we get into moth you know, the moth and, you know, which is just live storytelling kind of thing. Yeah. Um, 
so they really like those. Um, and you know, my husband, you know, he's, is like the Uber nerd of the family and, you know, um, he's, you know, his podcast and him would go way, way back, you know, when Leo Laporte had his show back, like in the mid nineties, early mid nineties, um, you know, he was listening to Leo's podcast back then. Yeah. So that's interesting. So you've had the experience of, of at least, um, uh, listening or being aware of the, the podcast um, even now, you, you could mention that word to people and they'll have no idea what you're oh, yeah, talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but you, you said something interesting that your your family was listening to, to podcasts. So were you actually, did you have them like out loud playing and everyone would sit around? Yeah, they're all in the car. Yeah, they're you know, mainly while we're driving. You know, we live in okay. Texas. We got to drive an hour everywhere we go, it seems like. Um, and, you know, an hour of, no, I don't like this song. Yes, I like the song. No, I don't like that song. You know, it was, yeah, yeah murder for anybody. Um, so, yeah, we just put it in, you know, put it on the car and, and there we go. You know, if we took long road trips, that, that would be our entertainment. And it still is for my daughters. They're off at college now yeah. and, and that's what they do. They got upset that their, you know, used car that they got in high school didn't have the jack so they could plug in their phone so they could yeah. listen to their podcasts, you know. Um, you know, so they were it's, that's funny. You know, it's yeah, kind of passing down through generations now. That's funny because when I travel now, I, I make it a point to bring one of those jacks with me because I, I know right away. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll always have my headphones, but I, I know right away that it, at the very least, I mean, the last time I, I, I scanned a radio station to try to find something interesting, I can't even remember when that was. So it's, <laughs> it's, 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 I literally just go to my straight to the podcast, plug it in and, and, and I'm set for, for, yeah. for, for, for that trip. But it's uh, the concept of like the family listening around the radio. It's it's almost like an old timey concept if you think it about is. it, right? <laughs> it is, and it's funny. Um, you know, we are my drive to take my kids into school every morning is about fifteen minutes. We kind of live in a rural area, so we have you know we're driving sixty miles an hour down the highway, going fifteen minutes to get them to school. Um, so it's quite a while, but it's not long enough for you know a longer podcast. So what'll happen is, um, you know, we'll start one in the morning when we leave, and then they get fifteen minutes in. But then if one of them has after school activity so i pick one up and the other one up later we can't listen separately there's actually been arguments in the car you listened ahead without me yeah. you know it, it becomes like you know you watch the, sh- the the rest of the movie without me or whatever they want yeah. to listen together and we all want to know what happened at the same time um so it's, it's kind of funny that that's you, you brought that up i hadn't really thought about it that way but yeah yeah, it's funny that that happens with my wife and I with like episodes of TV that we watch together and we're like, oh, don't get too far ahead because then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might tend to leak a, a, a storyline. Exactly, but, exactly. Um, so you, you said you first listened to Pat Flynn and I think you're, uh, you mentioned it was Pat Flynn's uh, podcast with Cliff Ravenscraft. It was. That was, the, that was the one that, you know, I was in the iTunes store. It's like, you know, I listened to, you know, the, the science, the nerdy, the storytelling ones, you know, the more the news, the human interest side of things. And it's like, let me, let me see what else is on these other sections. Let me go dig around here. Maybe I'll yeah. find something interesting. And uh, came across his show. I was like, what the heck is this smart passive income? Come on, I got two kids going off to college. I need something, yeah, yeah. you know, and two more right behind him, you know. So it's like, well, let's give it a listen. And that was it. I listened to the first one with him and Cliff or that episode. Um, I don't know how I picked that one. I don't know if it was the most recent one or just one yeah. I happened to randomly pick. And um, listened to that one. And then over the next couple of weeks, I listened to everyone he had before that. About that time, he had around 40 episodes. Yeah. So, yeah. It was funny that you would pick the one where, I mean, obviously, Pat Flynn, who's been an influence for a ton of people in podcasting, and uh, he recently um, had his 100th episode mm-hmm. of A Smart Passing. And then Cliff Ravenscraft, who is one of the, the pioneers in the, in the space, that, 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 that you had those two people um, as your first introduction to um, podcasting with something other than like the science 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all um, happened for a reason, right? <laughs> so have, did your uh, your kids ever think that they would be listening to their mom on a podcast? <laughs> uh, you know, I think they they um, they'd been so comfortable with them, you know, because okay. we've been listening to them the whole time that it wasn't any big deal, you know. Um, you know, and I think what what I think is really interesting, um, not this past January, but the January before we took one of our older daughters to New Media Expo with us. Oh, and nice. um, like I said, she had a blog before I did. Um, and since then, she has started another blog. Um, and it's actually really helping her develop her professional career. Um, and then after we got back, then her and her partner decided to start a podcast as well. So now after I started my podcast, she started her podcast. So... So, um, so yeah. now you can say it runs in the family. It, now it does run in the family. <laughs> and you recently celebrated your 50th episode. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you did that with 55 now. Yeah. Now 55 now. Um, yeah. I, I was listening to the one with uh, your husband, your, yeah. your <laughs> chief technology officer. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Do you take the time to actually uh, smell the roses, if you will, and think about the fact that you, you hit that milestone and, and now you're on your way to 100, 100 yourself? Yeah, um, I was really excited to get to 50. And we, you know, my husband and I, he was on the very first one. And, um, you know, he kind of has the podcasting bug a little bit, not enough to have his own show, but he likes, he likes being on the the microphone. Um, So, you know, we're talking about it's like, well, when can when would make sense to bring you back? You know, because this isn't what he does. You know, he's not really in social media and marketing or online business or anything like that. Yeah. So it's like, when would it make sense to bring you back? And we we're talking about it. And it's like, well, let's just bring you back at 50. And then maybe we'll bring you back at 100. And we kind of put a, a question out into the episode if, you know, people wanted to hear him back you know, back sooner to let us know. And yeah, he got a couple of thumbs up for him <laughs> to come back sooner. He got more Twitter followers. And, you know, he's kind of being sucked into this world, whether he likes it or not. You know, it's been fun. It's funny. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, you know, I guess uh, as someone who was an early adopter of podcasts, it, it must be uh, at one point might have been a bit surreal for him to have realized that his his wife was having her own podcast as well. Yeah, yeah, it really was. It really was. Um, when we went to New Media Expo, the last one they had in in New York, um, he was you know so excited to be there because he saw a lot of people that he had listened to over the yeah, years. That's right, you know. Um, and same thing this last year, you know, he, you know, got to, to shake Andy and Notco's hand and it was like, ah, you know, like a little <laughs> fangirl type of moment, you know, and we got lots of those around this house, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, so it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's a little bit different, you know, and I think it's just been, it's made, it's so easy now to do, I mean, technology wise where you yeah. know, the guys who started off way back when had a much harder time, um, yeah. trying to figure it all out, you know. Um, but it's just so easy to do and so easy to listen to now that why not give it a try? There's no shortage of um, information now. And it's almost like I wouldn't say we're at the saturation point, but especially uh, when you have people like um, John giving his his program and, and there's probably three or four um, I can think of off the top of my head. You're having a lot of people entering the podcasting space. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like uh, when everyone was starting a blog because it's like, oh, I know how to use WordPress, and I'm just going to start yeah, a blog, and, yeah. and a lot of them tend to fizzle out after they realize it's, it's not work. that easy. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah, I work more now than I ever have. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's going to happen with the podcast. People are get excited. It's a it's a bit more of an expensive uh, habit to get into, as you it probably know with, yeah. with, 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 all, with with all the equipment and toys and mixers and all, getting mm-hmm. all this stuff to work together is frustrating in and of itself too. 
Do you feel like, do you have your hands full with your Pinterest expansion or have you ever given thought to leveraging that, that training and experience into that new social media sphere, um, like the experience that you had with being a Pinterest subject matter expert? Do you feel like as you're learning more about blogging and, and podcasting to maybe be able to speak more comfortably about those topics or do you feel like there's enough people doing that already? Um, you know, that's not where I focus all of my time and, and expertise in, in, you know, I, I've had a couple of people ask me, well, how do you do this with your podcast? Or how do you do that? You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, I'll show you what I know. But I am not the expert on this. I you know, for me, it's very simple. It's very basic. Um, and, you know, honestly, I don't have a mixer. You know, I'm kind of I'm kind of a okay. rebel that way. <laughs> yes. And- <laughs> I remember I heard you that you did the uh, what you called the uh, podcasting in a purse. Yes, I did. <laughs> I did do podcasting from a purse. I love that. I want to do it again. I'm going to another conference here soon and I want to pull that guy out. But uh, yeah, you know, so I, I go very simple, very basic. And I know there's so much more I could do with it. But right now, I just, it's just not top of priority for me to, to, to get the full setup. You know, right now, I think I sound, I don't think I sound as good as I could. I think I could sound better. Yeah. Um, but right now, I think it's, it's okay. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't mind talking about it. You know, I'd actually like to talk, you know, I'm going to be talking at a conference, a podcasting conference coming up here in Dallas here in August. Um, Podcast movement. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, saw, I'm, I actually signed up as well. I'll be there. Awesome. So, yeah. well, to catch up with you here. Yeah. Um, I'm so happy it's in my hometown. Well, well kind of close to my hometown. At least yeah, driving distance. So that's nice. So, yeah, because you mentioned uh, on one of the, sh- on one of the, sh- oh, I think it was one of the uh, show, the recent shows we talked about the uh, podcasting, the podcasting purse, if you <laughs> <laughs> and and you said um, you you were you were going to try it at a couple more conferences, and mm-hmm. I think you you, you yeah. know got yeah. it down to a science. Yeah, mobile podcasting is fun. You know, actually getting you know right now how we're speaking. You know, yeah, we can see each other, we can hear each other, but there's just something you know having a conversation right next to each other. It just it yeah. just takes it to you know as Cliff would say a whole new level. You know, <laughs> um, and, and I really enjoyed it. And I was really um, apprehensive and nervous about the sound quality and how it was all going to work out, and if I was going to have to go invest a lot of money into you know, a, a different, you know, into a digital recorder of some sort, you know, or different microphones or all that kind yeah. of stuff. It's like, well, I have this, let's give it a try, see how it works. And I was, I was really, really pleased with it. So you were using the, uh, just, you were just plugging the USB mic into, I think, um, an adapter into the iPad. Into my think, iPad. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And so were, were you handing, you were just handing the mic over to your guest when they were, it was their turn to comment? Oh, no. Oh, no. I brought my whole Barbara Walter style with me. You know, I was like, here's my phone. Here. I held the microphone. The microphone was mine. And then, you know, what did you have to say? And what do I have yeah. to say? And it was just back and forth. And I just held it. Yeah. So that's the way I did it. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I guess you, it, you, when you... When you watch enough uh, of, of the reporters on TV, you're like, oh, wait, that's how they do it. I can do that. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, so, <laughs> when I speak, I hold it close to me. When you speak, I hold it close to you. And it went okay. You know, people were a little, um, the, the couple that I got to interview were a little a little shy about it because they were more bloggers, hadn't started podcasting yet. So having a microphone yeah. right in front of them was a little bit intimidating. Um, or I don't, know, in term, I don't know if intimidating is the right word, but just, you know, made them a little uneasy. Uh, yeah. But, it, you know, it, it, after it was done, I was like, well, that was kind of fun, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure they're they're thinking the reason we're blogging is because we don't want to be yeah. speaking. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, how about talk about your production schedule? Is it, um, with all the content you're putting out with the with the blog with the the podcasting? I think you're doing some training as well. Do you have um, some sort of routine 
at this point? And are you leveraging any outsourcing or automation? Um, outsourcing my, I'm starting to outsource my, my show notes. Um, that okay. was the first thing because, um, you know, for me in Pinterest, I wanted to make sure I had good graphics with each one of my episodes. So sometimes the image could take me an hour to do just because I get so, oh, no, maybe I want it blue. No, I want it darker blue, you know, and, and I know yeah. I do that to myself and I have to cut that down. I ha- you know, people really. Yeah, I can, re- I, I can relate to that. Like actually looking at like the hex codes for colors. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it was like they really. Do. It doesn't matter to them if it's two shades darker or lighter or whatever. So yeah, I got to get over yeah. that. So, but the first thing I did outsource was my um, was my show notes, and um, so I'm working with a VA with that. And you know, I've only been doing it for about a month now. So we're still. She's still trying to. We're still trying to learn each other's style and kind of yeah. get to the point because you know, of course, nobody's going to write exactly like you do. Yeah. And um, so we're still getting to know each other. So that's still a work in progress. Um, but it's been helpful. It's been really helpful. You know, she'll come up with a, a headline, you know, or a title for the episode and then start writing, which saves me from that. OK, what am I going to call this? How am I? Because, you know, when I do my show notes, I try to make them more than this is who I spoke to. This is what we talked about. These are the links the links, links mentioned, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all part of it. But I try to make it more like a regular blog post for the benefit of, you know, not only just Google and SEO benefit, but for the people who come by my site and didn't necessarily listen to the podcast. Um, yeah. Because there's a lot of people that just won't listen and there's a lot of people that only listen and won't read, you know. So yeah. I try to find a happy middle ground, you know, when it comes to my show notes. Um, so I have, you know, one episode each week and that comes out on Wednesday and today we are behind. But, you know, <laughs> oh well, uh, life happens, you know, mom comes first. you know, I, my role as a mom comes first. So I had to take care of kids this week. Um, so it'll be a little bit late today. But um and then a blog post every Friday, some sort of tutorial, some sort of, sort of how to or feature um, about Pinterest and how to use Pinterest for marketing, you yeah. know, business or as a tool. Um, have you had a, um, a chance? Um, because I think on one of, on one of the, the, the talk with your husband, you mentioned that you actually stopped by Pinterest's headquarters, right? Yeah, yeah. Had, I so have you eventually had the chance to actually meet some of the folks there, or have they been aware of some of the, the stuff that you're doing? They know what I'm doing, but I think they <laughs> they they I don't know what they think about it. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, that was a sec. I've been to their headquarters two times. Once when they were, I guess, almost two years ago when they were in a much smaller location and then they bought out the location next to where they were at. Now it's huge and gorgeous and beautiful. Um, so the last time I went in, um, they had a, a guy at like the receptionist desk and it was this big desk and I got to meet him and then somebody else came around and, you know, there's like, who are you? But uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, that was my time to fangirl out, you know, I was like, yeah. ah you know all crazy but uh um you know I would, uh, yeah i would think it's a, it's it's a i mean it's a good thing you're doing obviously for them the fact that because you can actually say that because of your site and your content and your training that people are becoming more aware of of what can can be done and all the the the, the seo um opportunities that exist with pinterest that i think like you said i mean a, a lot of people don't even think about yeah yeah, they don't. They don't. They really miss that. And, you know, as far as Pinterest goes, I'm not sure, you know, when they first developed this tool, it was just to kind of get collections of stuff. And now it's turning into this whole other thing. And people just kind of looking at it from different ways, you know, including myself, maybe it's not even a way that they had considered looking at it, especially back in the early days. Um, 
you know, so right now, um, you know, I got an email from them and uh, one of the things that has happened, I might as well talk about it now. I haven't talked about it before. Breaking, breaking, breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> um, not really. Um, when I first started the site, um, I, you know, of course, had listened to other podcasts about, you know, building WordPress sites and, you know, blogs and things like that. And um, I made sure to go look through their terms of service and all their yeah. user policies and, you know, everything, read everything to make sure I was, wasn't doing anything that I wasn't supposed to be. Because, you know, I'm the little girl that never got sent to the principal's office, never, you know, got in trouble in high school. I'm very boring. But, you know, so, you know, I, I carry that over and, you know, it's kept me out of trouble. And when I did that, it said nothing about me using any word of their name or anything the like term. that in, in, yeah. my, in my site. Um, so, and it's like, you know, all, all I'm doing is here to support you. I'm not like, there's some other Pinterest sites out there that kind of are a satire and kind of make fun of it or, you know, do other things and, you know, that aren't so and, nice. And, and, inter- interestingly, interestingly enough, the satire sites sometimes get away with more because they do. <laughs> it's they under do. the guise of satire. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Um, so, uh, you know, and I'm here, I'm their biggest brand advocate, I think. I mean, I have quit my full-time job, gave up income to talk about them, yeah. um, you know. But, you know, then as they grew bigger, you know, their terms of services, their acceptable use and, you know, their policies and everything changed. And now they have specified that they don't want anybody using the word pin, the image of a push pin, you know. And that's a pretty generic word or Pinterest yeah. or, you know, anything like that. Um, you know, so... You know, I've kind of like, well, what do I do? I'm building this brand under this name and it's kind of gotten me places and it's yeah. it, people recognize are starting to recognize it now. And when I meet people, especially like at New Media Expo, oh, that's such a cute name. You know, I was like, yeah, it is. It's kind of catchy, huh? Um, you know, and um, but now there's other things like uh, rich pins and things that you have to apply for that I've applied for. You know, I mean, if, if I'm going to teach about this, I need to have it, know how to use it. Yeah. Um, but I've been denied. Uh, Pinterest, oh, wow. yeah, Pinterest said, nope, you, you violate our, you know, I forget what, what they said, you violate our, or something, you know, our, our use policy or something like that. And not with your name and with your image, but I don't have a push pin. I have a stick pin. They're two separate things. Yeah. So I could, yeah, I could get technical about that, but really what's it going to do for me? What's it yeah. going to, you know, I could go and argue. I could go, you know, so I have, I guess a couple of different options. I can just, you know, suck it up and keep it and just kind of go as long as I can until they tell me to stop. Um, I could, you know, just, I could argue with them and, you know, get lawyers involved and whatever, but that's the big hassle, a lot of stress and a lot of expense that I'm not prepared to take on. Yeah, exactly. Or it's time to look at this as an opportunity to rebrand and kind of evolve and grow with it, you know, and and change a little bit and and grow this business. Because really, when I started it, this was the site that was supposed to be for fun, to show me how to blog, to show me how to do this, to eventually start a real business. Um, So I really didn't have the intent of this becoming a business. So it's, I think it's time to really... um, to focus and narrow down how I want it to grow and what the, you know, the big picture game is. Yeah, that's interesting because, um, uh, and also for the, for the benefit of the folks listening, can you describe what um, the benefits of a rich pin? Sure. Um, a rich pin is kind of an enhanced pin. It has more information than a regular pin or image that you find on Pinterest. Um, and in, in my case, and in your case, you know, as a, as a podcaster, when you write your show notes, um, that's essentially an article. You know, my blogs are essentially okay. an article. So we could apply for article rich pins, which then carry our, our little favicon logo with it right underneath the image, the bolded headline, the title of that post or that article, um, and then a little, a little excerpt of it. 
Um, okay. And that stays attached to that image. It can't be changed. Because a lot of times when people pin your stuff, they'll say, oh, I liked this. Or, oh, good stuff. Or, you know, I love the blue used in that picture, you know, as we're talking about blue. It's not really relevant to... Um, you know, what we're trying to be found for it, or it's not, it doesn't have those search words that we would like our content to be found, okay. those keywords. Um, so it kind of brings that over. It carries over a little bit more branding. It stands out on the page. So it's just another way that can help your content get noticed on Pinterest. And um, it's, it, it incorporates more of all the elements of what you're trying to pin as opposed to typically it would just be the picture, right? Yeah, well, it, it carries more information with it, and and it okay. helps it be, you know, it, it helps it to be searchable a little bit, you know, searched a little bit easier, um, you know, because Pinterest is essentially more of a search tool than it is your Facebook type or Twitter type social network. Yeah. Um, so you know, it, it helps out that way, and it just it it you know, carries over your branding because it has your little favicon, has your little logo there with it. So it's it helps in a lot of ways. And and, and that's actually an application process then. Yeah, you have to do some some back end stuff on your site um, with the metadata and all these technical things that I don't really understand. And then you got to take a URL over to the developer side of Pinterest, just plug in your URL and then set, you know, click apply or verify. And then then they get back to you in a couple of weeks saying, yes, you got it or no, you didn't get it. And so have you thought in terms of your specific case, have you thought about is there an appeals process or are you you just going to leave it as it is for now or? Um, you know, I don't know if, I mean, yeah, I could always email them, you know, but I, I know my name definitely goes against what they say now. I mean, I could argue, well, my name, I had my name before you had this rule. Yeah. You know? Grandfathered maybe. Yeah. yeah. You know, but I think if they say yes to me, then I'll have to say yes to others. You know, it kind of opens up a can of worms. It's kind of don't ask, don't tell kind of situation right now. (laughs) And I, you know, I was kind of, you know, it's like I don't want to get one of those cease and desist letters and have to change everything like today. So I have been thinking about this for a few months um, and and what can happen in the future. And I've been working on a couple of other different names and logos. Nothing I absolutely love because, you know, this is this is what everybody, you know, has come to know, you know, so it's going to be a change. um, And I want to I want to try to, I guess, approach it in the best way that I can. Yeah, and I think right now, like you mentioned, you're still in control of the situation, and you you can plan um, accordingly and and give yourself some time to to work through what what an alternate plan would be if you needed to go that that route. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I'm working on it. You know, it, it's still hard to let it go. You know, because then everything out there, and it's, it ends up being a big ball of wax because. Um, Pinterest doesn't like redirects. And of course, Pinterest uh, is one of my top refers of traffic. Yeah. So if I change my site to another URL and everything's redirected over there, all of those links that I have on Pinterest then get marked as spam. Yeah. <laughs> and there, there's a whole nother application process and a whole nother thing that you can go through with Pinterest to get your redirects approved um you know how lengthy that process is i'm not sure and how you know difficult it is i'm not sure um i've worked with a or talked to a couple of people you know that have kind of gone through it um and you know they've they've kind of helped me along a little bit and said you know you can contact this person and do that hopefully that person still works there um (laughs) you know and they're still doing the same thing um but you know so it's it's you know i could come up with a logo today i can come up with a new name today i can get a new url and have everything switched over thanks to my chief technology officer but it's everything else behind it it's changing all of those other links it's changing everything else you know on other social networks and rebranding all those kinds of things you know so it's it's going to be a a process well i I definitely wish you the best of luck with that and uh, (laughs) 
if, if I find any uh, inside tracks to the higher ups at Pinterest. Oh, <laughs> thanks, thanks. Yeah, I have a couple, but I, I'm saving I'm sure, those yeah. for a raining day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're ace in the hole. Yeah. Okay, so switching gears now on some of the the positive effects. Um, obviously, you, you've mentioned that having um, the experience of being in a podcast has opened up new areas for you, such as public speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you've been able to find your voice. Uh, I think you mentioned you, you were on uh, BizChicks podcast. Mm-hmm. And you talk about finding your voice uh, with your kids first when you, when you had them. And uh, you had to go through those interesting conversations as, as <laughs> kids, kids start to try to engage more on an adult level with parents, I guess. Yeah. And then also when you became a nurse. Um, so there's been a, that, that sort of tran- transition up. And, and now... Is it as a result of the podcast that you've been asked to start uh, speaking publicly? Oh, I think that's a huge, huge, huge component of it. Um, you know, because when you think about it, and I was actually talking to a friend about this, and you know, he's wanting to to start speaking publicly, and um, he was asking me, "Well, how did I go about it?" You know, and all that kind of stuff. And I, I think it was really the podcast that gave the conference organizers a chance to hear what I sound like and how I present myself, and you know, a little bit more about me. They could read, you know, thousands of blog posts, but still not really get to know if I'm a good presenter or good for their conference, you know. Yeah. Uh, I might write eloquently, but speak horribly, you know. Fall, fall apart on stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the podcast, I think, really did help to get people to, to listen to me. And, um, and it was because of the podcast that people started wanting to talk to me on their podcast and you know yeah. the, the biggest one so well one of the biggest ones so far has been michael stelzner's podcast you know social yeah. media marketing and it was right after that that i started getting you know bigger conferences calling me you know hey would you like to come speak um you know and then once you know people see that i've spoken at this conference well then the other conference checks out who their speakers are and you know yeah. that's that's kind of how it, it it has played out for me and but i think the podcast is is definitely I guess the most important component of all that more so even than the blog. And how are you enjoying that? Uh, do, you, uh, do you feel like with each one you just get better and better? Uh, the speaking part? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, the very first one um, was really intimidating. It was just to a small local meetup group here in Dallas. And, um, it was, you know, I was really nervous and worried. And, you know, I know these people. It's like, come on, I've been coming to yeah. these meetings for months. And, you know, I know a lot of these people. It's not like they were going to throw anything at me or, or whatever. At least I don't think. Maybe they would because they do know me. But, uh, you know, it was, it was uh, you know, I got the, the butterflies and this, you know, this warm feeling. of like, oh, yeah. my gosh, I'm going to fade. I need to walk. You know, I, I really like <laughs> It's like, why did I do that to myself? And then um, I started really watching people in, you know, like TED Talks or, you know, other presentations online. Yeah. And at the conferences that I was at, I was watching the people, uh, of course, for the information that they were trying to share, but then also for their style and, and how they presented the information they wanted to, they were sharing and kind of picked points that I really enjoyed and that resonated with me and that, you know, made me have a good time in that presentation. And, and that's kind of what I feel like, you know, when we go to these conferences and invest all that money and all that time to go to these conferences, I not only want to learn, I want to have fun. I want it to be enjoyable. Yeah. I want it to be a great experience all around and not just the networking and getting to meet new people, also the sessions, also the presentations. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's it's really important that I try to make them fun and engaging. You know, New Media Expo, I did um, a video game kind of theme to my presentation. Okay. Um, and it started off with me playing kind of 
pretend playing a video game. And then we'd kind of the, the session ended up being a tutorial of this Pinterest based video game and through the tutorials, how I taught the different parts of Pinterest. Um, so it was more than just bullet points and screenshots and, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff, you know? Uh, so I want to, I want to keep it like that. I want to keep it entertaining and fun and engaging, um, for social media marketing world coming up here in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, it's more, it's got a superhero theme based to okay. it and it's got more of a storyline and, and that kind of thing, you know? So for each one, I'm trying to do something really fun with it. Sounds like you're setting the bar pretty high there. <laughs> I tend to do that to myself, you know, I probably could have just gotten away with a few, you know, pictures and and bullet points, but, you know, I want to have fun with it too. You know, I've seen some, you know, some people that, you know, have just done that or, or they get up and and speak and they're so nervous and you can tell they're so nervous and they can barely speak and every other words. Um, and, uh, and, you know, you feel bad for them and it makes the audience uncomfortable and they're uncomfortable and nobody enjoys it. It's like, no, let's just, just go. And, you know, it's going to be fun. And even if, the audience doesn't have fun. Well, at least I had fun. You know, I mean, somebody yeah. has to have a good time with this. You know, I hope, I, you know, it's always my intent to, to you know, teach and present and, and show you how to really use Pinterest. But, um, you know, I, I want to do it in a fun way. Yeah, I'm sure uh, having been to a couple of conferences, um, there may be a couple of sessions and, and I have had it happen to me as well. You go in and then a half hour later, you're like, wow, that was, I wish I had picked another one. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, they, you know, either really monotone or just not, you, they, they don't, they're not, their energy level, it just isn't there for yeah. it. You know, and it could be for a lot of reasons, you know, maybe they had a you know, early morning or, you know, yeah. th- those first sessions first in the morning are tough. I, I did a, a conference here in Dallas recently and there was, a, you know, well, probably a couple hundred people in the room. Um, and it was a really icy day and people were flying in mm. from out of town and it was like at eight o'clock in the morning and nobody wanted to be there. And tough, tough slot. Yeah, it was it was like crickets, you know, when I was speaking, you know, and I, I ask a lot of questions sometimes during my presentations and get, you know, some interaction and engagement, you know, during the actual presentation. And I couldn't get anybody to raise their hand. I couldn't get anybody to, and nobody is like, well, okay, what do we do? We just move on, you know? So. Yeah, that's why uh, the, the bigger conferences I've noticed that if, if it is like the 8 a.m. session, they've got like some sort of rock music blasting and like the <laughs> AC on high. And I think they want to make sure everyone's wide awake. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 that time is just a tough time. I think next time if I get an eight o'clock session, I'm going to come in with fireworks or dancers <laughs> or something. I got to get people to wake up. <laughs> yeah, uh, Red Bull or something. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so that's, that's interesting. Um, what do you have other than the you have social uh, social media? What is it? Social media, social marketing world, social media up? marketing world. Yeah, social media marketing uh-huh. world. And then you have um, podcast movement. Uh, yeah, podcast movement. It's in August. Um, I'm going to be speaking at Social Media Day Belgium in May. So I'll be flying oh, wow. to Belgium. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Have you been there before? Yes. Yes. It's okay. been quite a few years. But yeah, I've been there. Absolutely love it. Um, and then a conference called Blog Her, um, okay. uh, which is a pretty yeah, big Yeah, I've conference. heard of that one. Yeah. yeah um, that one's coming up in San Jose in July. So interesting. May, July, August. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things that you have, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get and you just keep feel like you, I would imagine you feel like you keep getting better and better at it. Yeah. Yeah. Actually getting up there and talking about, you know, Pinterest and, um, it's, it's definitely a lot of fun for me and, you know, I just try to keep on making it more fun and, you know, each presentation has to be a little bit different. You know, I, yeah. I, don't, I'm, I don't like using the same one over and over again, although that would be easier on me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think each, each audience is a 
little bit different. You know, the people going to social media marketing world are going to be completely different than the ones going to blog her, you know, so I kind of have to adjust things and even to yeah. podcast movement, you know, so. Yeah, that, that one should, should be fun. I, it's <laughs> all, the fact that it's all podcasters talking about podcasting. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's, it's one of my missions to get podcasters to use Pinterest more and to use it well. Yes. Yeah, we're going to go into that. I want to ask you something about that. But I, I just had a vision of everyone at Podcast Movement running around with uh, microphones in their hands and everyone just interviewing everybody else in the hallways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can see that. I can see that. So, um, yeah, so you touched, touched about how podcasters can leverage Pinterest. And when you initially think about it, you're like, well, there's, there's no way. One's, it's almost like a, an, an audio format and the other is a, a visual format. But I think um, there are some interesting ways. And I don't know if it is rich pins or the fact that you can post things like a SoundCloud uh, file on, on, on the site. But can you talk about some of the ways a, a podcaster could integrate audio into um, a board or uh, a, a the pins on Pinterest? Yeah. Um, well, you know, right now we're recording video. So you could always, you know, if you put this on YouTube, the videos can be pinned. Okay. Um, but this is a pretty long, you know, conversation that we're having here. So people don't typically go to Pinterest to watch long videos. Yeah. Um, so it could be there. You could get a couple of views. You get at least people interested in knowing about your show. Um, yeah. Whether they'd stick around and watch the whole video, I'm not, I'm not too sure. I mean, there, I'm sure there are some people out there that do use it in that way. But, um, in, you know, overall, generally speaking, not really. Um, but, you know, for, I guess another way to incorporate audio, you know, you mentioned SoundCloud. And right now, that's the only platform that they allow to actually be played within Pinterest. Okay. Um, so if you could either- Is that considered a rich pin or it's just a, uh, an embed? Um, it's not considered a rich pin. No. Um, so you just, you just pin from SoundCloud into Pinterest, you know, and, um, it used to be for a while there up until pretty recently, not too many people use it because there aren't too many podcasters that use, you know, Pinterest and SoundCloud, you know? Um, but up until recently when you pinned a SoundCloud file, all it would take is the little SoundCloud logo. So who's going to click on that? You know, yeah. I mean, after you've seen it 25 times, you know, are you going to click on it? Not not likely. Um, and I guess on SoundCloud, you can upload individual images for each sound, um, yes. which uh, my friend Dino Dogan, he's done with some of his sounds that he has on his SoundCloud account. Um, so now that image comes over with the sound and then you play that. So you, you still I mean, I think things are just going really visual, even though podcasters are mainly audio. There are video podcasters, but it's mainly an audio format. You can't ignore the power of visuals. I mean, it's just, you know, where you used to get away with just writing a blog post that was nothing but, you know, 3,000 words of text and people would read every word. You just can't do that anymore and just expect that to to go viral. You know, I mean, you know, people, what's going viral? Kitten videos. People want to see it, you know. They want to see it. They want to hear it. They want to bring in more senses to it, you know. Um, So you just. So if you take kittens, Pinterest, podcasting, maybe you can do something with that. Maybe there's something there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's definitely something there. Yeah. We need the kitten podcast show or something. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. That should be interesting. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, because it's, you could, yeah, I mean, the, my mind's already thinking about the fact that you, you can't, um, I think it was um, the guy from Unmarketing, Scott Stratton at New, Mar- uh, New Media Expo mentioned um, something to the effect, I forgot what the exact line was, but you can't tell a user how they're, they're going to find, you know, you can't try to predict how they're going to find your data. Exactly. 
he said it a bit more eloquently than I'm trying to right now, but <laughs> but like don't try to force your users into telling them how they should find your data. They're going to find it. It might be YouTube via Pinterest, you know, who, who knows? And that might just be enough for them to send it there and bookmark it for something later. But um, or if they're if they're a big SoundCloud user, they'll, they'll link to the SoundCloud and mark your show as favorite, maybe so. Um, I think as if you can put it out in as many channels as possible that you can reasonably manage as well, I, I think it's it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that gives you your best shot to be found. And you know, we are putting a lot of work into this. You know, I had hair and makeup to do today. You know, I had, you know, we're, we're taking the time to talk. You're going to have to go and edit. There's a lot of oh, work yeah. that goes into each episode, and um, you know, to just put it. So just say that you have the the file on one place and, you know, it happens to go to iTunes and Stitcher and that's all you're ever going to do with it. I think you're missing out on a lot of opportunities um, unless that's unless you're making the podcast for yourself as a hobby yeah. for your family to listen to and your friends and you're not really trying to grow it. You know, this is your 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 audio diary, you know, that you're keeping up. You know, the kids and I yeah. went to do this this week, you know, and that's what you're saying in your podcast, you know, um, you know, because that's the way a lot of people use their blogs. Um yeah. So that's fine, you know, but this is different, you know, for I think a lot of podcasters that are trying to use this either as a, a tool or a part of their business um, marketing plan or as as a business, you know, trying to develop it, you know, to get sponsorships or, you know, whatever other monetization type of model that they have with it. Um, I think just, just saying, okay, well, I'm an audio podcaster. They're going to come find me on iTunes and I'm going to wait. And cross your fingers. <laughs> and cross your fingers and hope that, you know, you get the right person to, to do the marketing for you by sharing it. I think that's that's a, a, a lot of a lot of hope and a lot of faith into something that may yeah. not happen. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it's like to your point. If, if you're doing all the work, if you're in this case, you know, we've got the video, we've got the audio, and you've got to edit it somehow and and get it together and, and into a pre- presentable format. I think if it's not much more of a stretch to get it on these other channels and and, and put it out in a way that can be consumed, because like we said, it's. You don't know where people are going to find it. Exactly. And I've been, um, I just actually spoke with a couple of other podcasters of ways that we can maybe, um, we kind of had a impromptu mastermind session. It's like, hey, how are you doing that? Because we noticed some guy was getting, you know, some really good stuff done with his show and getting a lot of, you know, downloads and things. And, you know, so we batted around some ideas. It's like, yeah, we could do that and do that, you know. And I don't think I've, I've really taking advantage of that as much as I could. You know, I tweet my episode once and, yeah. you know, maybe again in a few weeks and, you know, yeah. I pin it, you know, and I, I you know, I'm pin, I'm pinning it a lot more than, than I would say I'm tweeting it and, you know, being a little bit more strategic and thoughtful about how I approach Pinterest, but the other networks, not as much, yeah. um, you know, and, it, you know, in the very beginning, I was even hesitant to pin my own stuff. Like, oh, that's just, that's, no, that's rude. You know, <laughs> I shouldn't toot my own horn and I shouldn't, you know, be, you know, so self-promotional and, and things like that. But it's like, if I'm not going to promote myself, then who yeah. is, you know, I mean, if yeah, because everyone else is and they're just going to drown you out, right? Yeah, they're going to drown me out or, you know, somebody that may have needed this insight and in how to, you know, tweak this, how to add the rich pin, how to do a, a description, how to optimize the, you know, your your profile image or whatever. They might have needed to know that that day and I didn't share that, you know, I was making them do all the work instead of trying to, to put it out there for them. And I think that's yeah. a, a different way to look at it. And you can be obnoxious about it and just, you know, oh, yeah. everything me, me, me and never engage on, you know, Twitter or Pinterest or, you know, Facebook or whatever the case may be. Um, 
you know, so I think there is an obnoxious way to go about it. And then there's a more helpful, here's what I yeah. have, here's how it can help you way to go about it. And then still be a part of the conversation. Like, you know, Scott would, would say that you should be, um, yeah. actually Scott was the, the very first presenter I heard at blog world in New York. And what's, you know, at, at that point he was talking about the seven deadly sins of something. And it, I thought it was just the coolest presentation. Um, so I've been a big fan of Scott's, but yeah, you know, definitely be a part of that conversation. Don't just use it as a, you know, way to, as a, you know, I guess a loud horn or whatever to, to talk about yourself. But I think there has to be, there could be a good balance. Did you see his, uh, Scott's keynote at, uh, this most recent NMX? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the QR codes kill kittens. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's got a way with, uh, uh, titling his his uh his talks yeah <laughs> yeah he's, he's 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 pretty funny yeah it's been 2013 was the scott stratton year i think i saw him speak four or five times oh, wow. i'm like i become like a scott stratton groupie <laughs> or something so <laughs> that's cool well uh cynthia um want to keep an eye on the time and i i definitely think there's been a ton of really good stuff we talked about i'm looking forward to putting these show notes together um, and uh, putting, I think there's a, a lot of resources and, and a lot of tips you've given in this talk, which I think will be very beneficial. So I appreciate you for taking the time um, to come on. And I know it's uh, early morning for both of us, relatively yeah. speaking. So um, I'm, I'm really glad you came on board. Um, and for people to, to keep track of what you're up to and, and what's coming up next, um, what's the best way for them to, to track you down? Uh, the best place to do it right now <laughs> is at ozopinteresting.com. Okay. Well, thanks again for your time, Cynthia. Best of luck. And I'm looking forward to shaking your hand at uh, Podcast Movement. Sounds great, Harry. Thank you so much. Now, isn't she the most gracious guest? She was so honest in how the career got started sort of out of happenstance, right? I mean, she's an oncology nurse and she gets into podcasting. She's into techie podcasts and she starts following her passion. She drops off her business card at a salon and it just takes off from there. It's so random. You just never know where this is going to take you and where it's going to start and all that sort of stuff. So I think that's a great story and it's interesting to see um, how, as she grows, more people are aware of her, including Pinterest, and she's got uh, a bit of a challenge in her hands with that trademark issue. So we wish her all the best and hope things work out, but it seems that she's got stuff in the works. She's already uh, seems to be putting some wheels in motion. She seems definitely like uh, someone who's going to land on her feet. She's resourceful, and I think things are going to turn out okay regardless. So we've got four done, and uh, these just keep getting getting more interesting. I'm sure after the first four, you're tired of me saying I'm going to be attending podcast movement. But I think what happens with these things is you just tend to repeat yourself and it's hard to keep track of all the things you're saying. You just get into the conversation with the guest and you just have a good time and you just uh, free flow. So, so um, we're still growing and uh, check out the show notes for all the stuff we talked about. Podcastjunkies.com slash four and uh, all the links we mentioned 
will be there. And um, as always, uh, show us some love at uh, podcastjunkies.com slash review. I'll leave it at that for now. And um, a whole bunch of other links are on the show notes page that you can check out and figure out how to support. So for this week's outro, it's actually a band that George and I caught at the Bowery Ballroom here in New York City. It's called Hands. Uh, they're a four-piece synth rock band. And I think they're, they're, they're out of L.A., which is where I'll be pretty soon. So I like them a lot. And the track we're, we're putting down here for you is called uh, Video Love. I like it a lot. I think you will, too. And if you don't, then I'm sure you'll let us know. Next week, guys, we've got uh, Greg Hickman. So check that out. That's going to be fun as well. So new podcast, new interview, new music. Have a great week.